Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tabin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Well, welcome to the Tab and Dillard Podcast, y'all guys. We Season 2, Episode 5. And I don't, you know, listen to a billion, uh, quadrillion, or even seven podcasts, really. So I don't know if you post to announce that every time, like what season you are and what episode you're in, but um, I'm just telling you, you know, I'm like a, I'm like a, a virtual bookmark for you. You're like, where am I at? That's where you at. If you just join us, I'd say you go back and listen to other ones. We'll be here waiting for you if you want to catch up. If you don't, well, welcome. I'm glad you're listening to the Tab and Dillard podcast this morning or this afternoon or this evening or this nighttime or whatever. Like, I don't know when you're listening to it. Because in yesteryear, or the year of the radios, uh, you could tune your dial and say, oh, my show going to come on at this time, and then you gather around the old radio, and you do your listening. But now, the podcast, which is like a radio show, it happened when it's convenient for you. When it's convenient for you. When it meet your schedule. When you got your other things done. Or maybe when you're going to do something else. You say, I listen to that when I'm out on my walk. Or when I'm out pulling weeds in the yard. Or when I'm out washing the dishes. Or in washing the dishes. I don't know where you wash your dishes at. But that kind of thing, you know. I am Tabin Dillard. You know, I told you the name of the podcast. And, well, it's my podcast. And so, uh, that's me, Tabin Dillard. I mow lawns. I live in the Chancellor Park. And I've been playing in the Winter League adult softball season. Appreciate you joining me. I really am. I know you got other things to do, and you're making time for this. So that's a big deal to me. And, uh, you know, when I tell you I'm doing the adult softball league in the Winter League, you know, I mean, I ain't bragging. I- I'm just telling you what I'm getting after these days. You know, Superman ain't bragging when he say he saved a city. That's just what he's up to. Travis Darden, he ain't bragging when he says there's a new batch of hush puppies ready down at the Catfish Buffet. He work at Bickham's. He cook up that food, bring it out, let folks know. You know, he, he just, that's what he do, you know. Well, I'm down there at the softball fields this winter making soft contact and stealing bases. No big deal. And we doing pretty good. We won more than we lost. My deep bone bruise that I received from Morton Dwydell a week or so ago is healing up good. Heading, to this, he, heading into this week's game, we won twice as many as we lost. Maybe I make that sound a little bigger than it needs to be since we only played three games and we won two, but that's the truth. That's the math. That's how that worked out is that we won twice as many, which is two, and we lost the one. I ain't just on Team Burger Shed these days. I also teamed up with Bee House Honey because they put out a real good product. It's Tabin's Honey from Bees, and you can pick up a jar for yourself or, you know, a gift for somebody else, you know, whatever you need it for through the Bee House link in my show notes. Day honey's raw, it ain't cooked, comes straight from the hive, strained and bottled. They are battling the hive, so you ain't got to. Bees are known to sting, folks. Not every day, all day. But hey, you ain't got to worry about that. Nothing else is in the honey. And the stuff that you get in the store is cooked so it don't ever crystallize, but that cooks all the good stuff out. This here, this bee house is as natural as it gets. That's the Tavin Dillard Honey from Bees. I don't want you wondering... Where's this, where's this honey coming from? It's coming from bees. You're going to like it. 
You'll see my face right there on the label. You get that jar, it's like we're eating together. So that's how that goes. Beehouse.com. Check the show notes and you can go straight to the honey. But this week at the softball field, Cheryl Grubbs was not working the concession stand. You know what that means? You know what that means. The gal I like, Cricket, was working the concession stand. And to my surprise, she pulled a Mary Beth Tucker and brought her own things to sell at the concession stand. Now, I ran into it earlier in the week, and I was, like, trying to talk her out of that, you know, kind of thing. Like, you ain't got to do that. But, of course, at the end of the day, that's her call. You know, I'm down there to softball fields uh, to win softball games, to play hard, go 110% and all that. And she down there to do her thing at the, at the concession stand. So, you know, I, I just, I'm just going from experience, though. You know, Mary Beth Tucker, she was steady living on the edge last season with her, quote, fun ideas, you know, of how to make the concession stand better. And it didn't really work. I mean, the concession stand burned down, had to be replaced, if that tells you anything about how good Mary Beth's ideas were. I guess Cricket was feeling, you know, the pressure to really make a good impression down there. So she brought a couple cheese dips that you can eat with chips or cover hot dogs with it. Her and her daddy, they hunt quail, and she made a quail dip that goes, I guess, in with the cheese or whatever. And she was really, I'm telling her, you ain't got to be setting the bar so high. And you got to be prepared. You know, you don't make enough, then what? And also, you're going to have folks have higher expectations every week that they come to the softball fields. That's my concern, at least. But it ain't my call. kind. Of, it ain't. You know, I, I'm, I'm getting concerned with stuff that ain't my thing to be concerned about. I'm supposed to get down there and be concerned about stealing a base, making contact, catching the ball, throwing the ball. And I omit, I get a, got a little worked up about the concession stand, but I'm thinking folks just like Skittles, hot dogs, snow cones, soda pops, leave it at that. But we got a whole group of people in town between Mary Beth and now Cricket too and Cheryl Grubbs that say, hey, we're going to step up the game. And hey, I'm all for, you know, high quality, but I just don't know if we thought it all out. i tell you though, one thing, that aroma of the quail dip was drawing folks in. Well, then if you're putting hot nacho cheese on a hot dog, you got to have some way to keep it hot, right? Well, that's a crock pot. Then you got the option for chili, which which Cricket brought that uh, this this week at the softball fields. That's gonna be another crock pot. So she brought the cheese, she brought the chili, she brought the quail dip that had cheese. It's like cheese quail dip. I don't know how you say it, but have we learned nothing though from Mary Beth Tucker's mistakes? I mean, don't get me wrong, it all sounds great. Like I said, she even brought the jalapenos, but she had many crock pots, not M A N Y, although. Now to think about it, she had a bunch of them, but M-I-N-I crockpots, which means they ain't real big, and you can run out of whatever's inside it pretty quick. So that's where I'm at. You know, I'm concerned because Crick is down there really stepping up the concession stand game, but does she have enough to maintain? You know, because in any business, you got to find that balance of how much inventory you need what your customer base is, what they like, that kind of thing. So there's like a learning curve. Well, the thing is, when Mary Beth Tucker brought them hot butter dinner rolls that were softer than Baby Angel's leg, as her mama's recipe, she had no idea how popular they would be. Same when she brought chili. And if cricket sets a certain standard, then she may feel like she got to maintain that all season long. You know, it's setting expectations. It's setting them expectations. How high? Could be real high, truth be told. So that's where I, I got a little tore up inside. I got a little concerned. I ain't mad at any of this. Don't get me wrong. I just don't want it to backfire on her. You know, if it ain't thought out, it could really cause a mess. Just like Meemaw when she had 800 bonnets for squirrels made back in the 80s. Meemaw loved that idea. 
Squirrels did not. Did not. You ever seen a squirrel with a bonnet on? Me neither. Well, she sees the error of her ways now, but she didn't, you know, she's just trying. Me, I was trying something she thought would be a good idea. But most folks ain't got a squirrel as a pet anyhow, and squirrels themselves, they don't carry folding money. So how in the world me, I expect to make money off that? I ain't sure, but, you know, she figured out later, okay, I didn't think this all the way through. You know, you learn from stuff like that. And here we are to concession stand with Cricket, the girl I like, and she has set out to really impress the ballpark crowd with her fine dining offerings. Stressed me out a little bit. But I had to focus on the game and also not just assume that this is going to go all wrong. This could be the best idea ever. Myron Curtis sure was excited, I'll tell you that right now. He runs up to me before the game, emphasis on the word before and he said, did you see what Cricket brought to serve tonight while he's holding a chili cheese jalapeno dog? I mean, he was halfway through that thing, and I could barely believe it. I said, Myron, do you see what you're doing? He kind of looked around, shrugged like he, he had no idea, just shrugging his shoulders. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, Myron, we ain't played yet. We eat after the game. And it ain't like you having a granola bar. You eating stuff that'll steady tear your guts up. How do you expect to play with chili, cheese, hot dog, and jalapenos churning around in that gut of yours? Well, Myron looked down at that, you know, dog he had in his hand, and he took another bite, and he's like, that'll be my last bite, Tabin. I can just set it down, and then I'll have Cricket heated up in the microwave she brought. I said, she brought a microwave too? Myron said, oh, yes, yeah, like Extension Cord City over there. Well, that was all I needed to hear. I marched over to that concession stand, really concerned that Cricket overdid it, and folks are going to get mad when, all, when they, you know, she gets all stressed out. That, you know, that's when you start making mistakes, and I didn't want none of that to happen to her. I just can't handle the thought of another burned-down concession stand neither. So I get over there. We're about five minutes from game time, which means the damage has already been done to his guts. Uh, you know, this close to the start of the game on Myron, and the line's gotten pretty long. Word spread quick about all the good food over there. The line was long, and... To my surprise, is a bunch of players, like fellas that was just fixing to play softball that night. Not just Myron Curtis, but a whole string of players. Most of the other team was there. I seen JT Whitlow in line, and he was excited. I said, JT, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to get some food. I shook my head. I said, don't do it, JT. Wait till after the game. Then he said, but cricket's working. She's a pretty gal, and she's single. Well, I started thinking about that. Now, here's the deal. I like cricket. We're pretty good friends. I guess JT's right. I ain't never asked her to be my gal or nothing like that, but I sure wasn't happy to hear him say that. So he decided to stay in line. I just say, just get some Skittles or something, JT. Don't get them jalapenos. So they call him for our game to start, and I'm watching over half the other team hustle over to their dugout with chili dogs in hand. I mean, cricket was doing serious business at the concession stand. I just walked up to the window, and she was steady, calm, and collected, just serving it up. She smiled at me. Hey, Tabin, you doing okay? Game about to start? Uh, yeah, I was just checking on you. You about to sell out? And then she pointed to the ground behind her to three other crockpots. I'm good. I got plenty of backup. Huh. Well, I sure didn't expect that. So I got over to the ball field, feeling a little better about the concession stand situation. Seems like Cricket thought it out a little bit better than Mary Beth Tucker did. You know, time will tell. Just like time's going to tell how these chili dogs and whatnot are going to affect tonight's game. You know what I mean? Now, I got moved down to the third slot in the lineup because Rance Farnhart tore it up last week in the leadoff spot when I was recovering from a deep bone bruise courtesy of Mort Dwidell. And Rance showed up, and he showed out, buddy. So I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad that he earned a leadoff spot. The way I look at it is that I can produce anywhere. 
you bat me second, bat me ninth. I'm a ball player. I'm a base stealer. I play ball. I steal base. Wherever you put me in a lineup, just like that way, that's how that goes. So Rance, he gets up there. He skipped the pregame concession stand trip, came in steady focused, and he raked the first pitch of the first at bat. So it wasn't just like the first at bat and he's seven pitches in or something. The first pitch Rance seen, danger, over the fence, one zip, just like that, we winning. Russell Tucker's starting to look like a genius putting Rance there, and I guess Mort kind of looks good by taking me out with the upper thigh kick last week at Coach Hicks Boxing Gym that ended up putting Rance in the, you know, that leadoff spot. It really throttled me back last week to the point come game time, I couldn't go full speed or even make it through the game. I sat down after the fifth inning last week. But this week, it's good to go. I was ready, except for the fact that I keep thinking about JT Whitlow now wanting to see cricket. You know what I mean? We ain't never had that talk. Me and cricket ain't never had the talk, or me and JT ain't ever had to talk about cricket. But I sure didn't like it. Well, Russell moved Rusty Tidwell behind Rance, batting second, and Rusty almost always, almost always makes good contact. You can expect that from him. And tonight wasn't no different. He had a line drive to the outfield wall, double. Who's batting third? That's me. Captain Dillard. Somehow the ball hit the end of my bat. You know how to knob at the end of the bat below your hands, that little knobby thing on the, on the bottom of the bat? Well, I'm going to swing and somehow it gets all timed up that when I swing, where that ball bounces right off the knob of the bat and then it just dribbles toward the pitcher. You know, fair hit. Well, I'm always off on contact. I was halfway down the line before the pitcher moved. Rusty Tidwell was off too. The pitcher bolted off the mound, and by the time he got to the ball, he had to decide if he's going to try and get me at first base or get Rusty at home. He shuffled that ball home, got Rusty Tidwell by a hair, and then the pitcher doubled over like he got punched in the gut. Well, I was still running by the time the catcher figured out what was going on. I was on third base. We had one out, one run in on account of Rance Farnhart's homer, and I'm on third base. But there was bigger fish to fry, or should I say, bigger chilies to dog, if you know what I mean. That pitcher's in a world of hurt, and I just hollered from third base, hey, did you get a pregame chili cheese dog? He hollered, don't even say that name. Their first baseman, Donnie Wayne Chambliss, he looked at me and nodded like, boy, we got, a, we got a bunch of them chili dogs, and I know that's seen all them fellas in line. I figured that's what was going on. It's not like food poisoning, like the stuff a cricket serving ain't, ain't good, but it's chili cheese dog, and you playing a softball game, do the math on that kind of thing. So they had to take him out, that pitcher, and put in another pitcher. Now, I don't know how much you know about winter league adult softball, but you can take a guy out and he can go back in later. It's not like he's out of the game forever. Well, that pitcher went to the bathroom, and you know you got to be feeling pretty bad if you go and do big business in a park bathroom. I mean, it's serious stuff, and, but that's what happened. I mean, we ended the first inning with three runs, and we just poured it on all night, everybody except Myron Curtis. Third inning, it was basically a repeat of last season when the same thing happened to him, tore his guts up. I tell you, Myron's a big boy with tender guts. That's just the story on him. And then park bathrooms echo, and Myron ain't quiet. We lost him for two innings to that bathroom tonight, but the other team had five or six fellas just steady rotating out of that bathroom. You know, it's kind of like the line rotated from the concession stand to the bathroom. They didn't score a run. It almost seemed like they was swinging at anything just to move the game along. We won 10 to nothing. Bud's Burger Shed is 3-1 and one in the Winter League. Now, you may be wondering if all these guys had food poisoning, but I'm telling you, if you eat a chili cheese dog with jalapenos, you might as well have food poisoning because that's going to start a party in your guts that goes on till question mark, question mark, question mark. That's how that go. 
I know Cricket was steady focused on making a good impression at the concession stand. I get that. And she wasn't trying to hurt nobody. But looking back at the end, it kind of felt like she was like the 10th member on our team. We lost Myron for a couple innings. But it's like Cricket was on our team because that other team got taken out too. Of course, it was their choice. I guess the smell of all that chili and cheese and quail dip drawed them in and finished them off. You know, set you up and knocked you down. So after the game, I got a free snow cone because the way that work at our concession stand is if you win on Thursday nights, you get the free snow cone. You get to choose the flavor. Now, there have been times where they out of certain flavors. Uh, one time, all they had left was the pina colada. And I said, no, nope, I'll just go to the burger shed and pay money for a milkshake kind of thing. But that's just how I do. But tonight, I'm telling you, fully stocked concession stand. Cricket's running it like a top. And, you know, the winning team gets a free snow cone. And Cricket asked me if I wanted a chili dog. And I said, let's just go to the regular dog right now. You know, I've seen enough of what happened. Even though I wasn't about to play no softball game, I didn't want to end the night on a chili dog. Because if I eat late, if I eat late before I go to sleep, I have, bad, I have weird dreams. I had a dream recently with a little late night thing. It was it was something crazy. Like I was barefoot and I was on a raft that was made out of honeycomb cereal. And I don't know if you know about honeycomb cereal, but it's like Cap'n Crunch where it just tear up the roof of your mouth. But I was using it as a raft. So I was barefoot and it's tearing up the the bottom of my feet. And then I was like I was like had like a oar, you know, I'm standing on this raft made out of honeycomb, paddling to shore. And then on the shore was a potbelly pig with a harmonica just playing, you know, like a little tune. Did a little, little, you know, a little harmonica tune. How'd that go? And then next to him was this herd of squirrels that was dressed like cowboys, and they was teasing me. They was laughing at me. I don't remember if they were teasing that my feet hurt or they were just making fun. But I just hollered at them because I was so mad at them little cowboy squirrels. I said, y'all couldn't, y'all couldn't wrangle a wild horse if your life depended on it. Well, then they started crying because I insulted their livelihood. You know, I said they couldn't do their job. And now all these squirrels is crying and everything. And if you, ever, if you ain't never seen a squirrel dressed like a cowboy crying, like a whole herd of them, it's a pretty sad thing. Well, at that point, I said, forget it. I can't handle it. My feet are so tore up on this honeycomb raft. I had to jump off into the water. You know, I was going to swim to shore, get off that raft. Well, as soon as I hit the water, it froze. The whole lake froze over. And I was just, I was bounced on across the ice kind of thing because there wasn't no water to swim in. It was frozen as ice now. Well, I was able to dink, 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 dink right over there to shore. And that potbelly pig seen me and he got scared and he squealed off into the wilderness right after he throwed his harmonica and it skidded across the ice and then them squirrels they scattered everywhere i guess they scared me and then all i seen was a wild horse playing drums on a giant butterscotch disc is the size of like a tracker tire ding 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 he's just beating and i said hey you better be quiet you're making a lot of racket don't you know there's these cowboy squirrels around here trying to get you and he just looked at me and said nay and then i woke up and i said to myself i'm having an early supper tomorrow night you know, I don't know what the dream means, but I do know it means I don't eat late. And I wasn't about to get a hold of no chili cheese dog, you know, that late in the evening. So what I did, I was like, I'll take a regular hot dog cricket because uh, I just knowed. And then I helped her load up like five crock pots in her car or whatever. And then she said she was craving a milkshake for buds. So we went down there and we got a booth. 
and we hanging out and you know like i was already my wheels is already turning from the whole jt whitlow thing early and i'm thinking boy she don't know i like her i ain't never said it i know we friends and i think she might kind of like me but i don't know you know all that's going on well while we sitting across the booth from each other and we just getting settled in and you know all this stuff's going through my mind but nothing come out of my mouth i ain't said nothing yet well jt whitlow shows up and i was sitting across from cricket like i said and he just decides to slide in right next to her he kind of third-wheeled it, but it made me think, boy, I need to get to defining this relationship with Cricket. I thought maybe when I walked her to her car, we could talk, but JT walked out with us. So anyhow, good night at the fields. Not a bad after-game milkshake at the burger shed. That wasn't bad. I don't think Cricket's going to be at the concession stand next week, but I ain't sure. But word's liable to get out, and then Cheryl Grubbs may feel the pressure to step it up, so I don't know how that's going to go down next week. I hope Cheryl don't do that, though. I say just keep the regular hot dogs and Skittles and snow cones and a cooler full of soda pops. That's all you need to feel, but what do I know? I just play softball, so I got a little more on my plate this week because i probably going to need to have a, have a conversation with, with Cricket sooner than later because this JT thing's working on my mind, you know. But I'm going to be playing the softball at the Winter Adult Softball League to be Pacific. Thanks to Bee House. Get you a couple jars of Tabin's Honey from Bees for your granny and them. You make the hot dinner roll, they make the honey. Check them out at the link in my show notes. Sure appreciate you joining me this week on the Tavin Dillard Podcast. I hope you stretched out. And if you ain't had a chili dog before bedtime, you're doing pretty good. Please rate this on iTunes or wherever you listen to it. That helps a lot. I can't wait to get in touch with you again real soon. We'll see you later.